Kings and Friends Podcast. Little Kings and Friends Podcast. Season 2, Episode 11. A wide scene show. I'm Robot Peter. And I am Robot Dustin. Season 2, Episode 11. Thanks to Robot Peter and Robot Justin for the introduction. Yes. Speaking bullshit again. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, we're back with the wider scene show and we are slowly hoovering up every possible act there is. Yes. The wider scene net yeah. this time though is yeah. cast right over Manning Tree. Manning Tree. And also over Ipswich. Yes. Yeah, as well. So that's the same kind of. sort of direction. If you're heading out of Colchester in a sort yeah. of northeast. Manning Tree's in east. Essex. Yes. But it is, it's right next to the Stour River. And you yeah. can see Suffolk from there. And I've seen those wildcats over there. They're in the distance over there, jumping up and down with spears. Wildcats? Well, you know, those wildcats. Oh, okay. Like a sort of 50s, you know. I thought you said wildcats. No, it would have been like the name of a backing group in the right. 50s. When the wildcats. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you can see them on the other side of the river, can't you? That's the difference between Essex and Suffolk. They're standing over there, they're building bonfires, burning witches, and they're jumping up and down half naked with spears going, I got a bear! You're in Suffolk now. Yes, that's why yes, I worry you, sometimes. Yes, yeah, you come over the border <laughs> to record the show. I do. That's why the show is so wild. It's a wild show. And uh, the border, if you're um, taking notes, is at Nayland, isn't it? At Nayland? Yeah, it's just down the road. From just here. down the road. And I go over that. And when I go over that river, I do shudder. I do shudder because I never know what I'm going to meet. One of our previous guests actually was, was camping down uh, in Nayland. Can you remember which, which, which person that was? Jack Walsh. Yes, one of our <laughs> favourites. That's right, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of this nonsense. What are we here for today? We're here to, to discuss Why the wider scene. And we have got, this time round, we've got Pissabed Prophet, yes. uh, who we will, who we grabbed at the Three Wise Monkeys and interviewed. Um, and Can I just say there, yeah. just interject for a second, mm. Pissabed is not rude. It's not rude at all. We're not being it's rude. A, it's an old name for dandelion. A Pissabed is a dandelion, yes, yes. you're right. there you go. Yeah. So uh, they are very, um, you know, helpful to point out. And uh, we also have Blue Feed, <laughs> yeah. uh, winners of Berry Sound. Blue Feed, yeah. a young trio from Ipswich, um, sort of indulging in, um, sort of 60s uh, stuff and uh, 2000s pop rock I suppose yeah I totally got the wrong end of the stick about this because mm. I thought were they when you said something about 60s I thought you meant they were in 60s and they had blue feet because of that poor circulation blue feed blue, uh, blue feed oh, that although actually I'm glad you said blue f- oh no blue feel blue feel blue feel was their actual name oh okay they had to change it Oh, <laughs> that comes up in the interview, though. I'll let you hear it there. Oh, okay. Uh, who else we got? Then we spoke to uh, Charlie Law from. Um... No, we didn't. We haven't spoken to him. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> but it will sound a bit shit if we say we might, and then an interview afterwards it might sound a bit weird. Yeah, we love weird. We embrace weird. Uh, so we're hoping we're, to, Suffolk, we're hoping yeah. to see Charlie yes. Law uh, next Tuesday. And yeah. uh, if there's <laughs> if there's an interview after this bit. <laughs> Then you know we succeeded. succeeded. Uh, Known as Misery Guts, and he is a songwriter as well, but he runs the open mic at Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich. Ipswich. Lots coming up. Yes. After these announcements. After these announcements. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so good to have some local adverts. (laughs) Bernard's Berries. Hey now, brother, where you been? I just got back from the water scene. The water scene, what's a water scene? 
Yeah, well, Bernard Berries, people thought it was a fruit shop, but actually it was, a, it, wasn't. it was an undertaker's. Yeah, Bernard Berries. It just sounded good, you know. <laughs> what a dead body got rid of? Bernard Berries. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No way. No. Um, so, so Piss of Bed Prophet. Piss of Bed Prophet. Where has Piss of Bed Prophet come from? Where's it arisen from? Well, it's, it's, it's come from two great artists. Mm. Matty Simpkins. Matty Simpkins, the, the Red Simpkins, yeah. And Ben Brown. And Ben Brown. And for those of you who know Ben Brown, obviously, uh, out of Dingus Khan, Anna's Bones, um, Superglue, uh, Ben's been around about for a while. Yeah. Done an awful lot of stuff. But I actually didn't meet Matt until about a year and a half ago. Uh, Matt was a really big fan of Dingus Khan. And he invited him to come and play, Ben to come and play. Oh, sorry, Matt to come and play, one of the way around. Uh, and uh, then they got really friendly. Then was born, out of that, Piss of Bed Prophet. Yeah, so was this going when we saw, um, when we went up to Manningtree mm. to see Ben's Capture the Moon uh, event? <laughs> was it sort of going yes, on? Yes, I think It was so. starting around that yeah. time, was it? Yeah, I think so. Around about that time. Yeah. And um, that was a great night, actually. So brilliant. that was the Reverend. Doing his Saltings album. Doing his Saltings album. Fantastic Wonderful. album. If you haven't really? listened to that, you should do yeah, it. Yeah, really good. Uh, he's also got an album called Big C, which came out a few years ago as well with a full band. Yeah. Uh, so this sort of meeting of this sort of calamitous, chaotic, a sort of atonal, crazy ideas, when you get them together, it's really explosive because they both like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. quite childlike, um, very expressive a kind of um, humorous you know and I mean the, I mean some of the stuff I think uh, the Reverend had in mind yeah telling he, the bees telling yeah. the bees he'd had the harmonies and idea and we were working them but he couldn't really That's right. get it together but you know he needed someone to help him yeah. with the harmonies and stuff and Ben fits that perfectly doesn't he with the, yeah the sort way. of um, like thick harmonies a bit like um, sort of monk chant Yes. Uh, yeah, monk chant that's what it's called and then yeah Ben fits it perfectly and of course A.D. Johnson is also on Telling the Bees as well yeah. it's really interesting if you know the three voices when you listen to the singer you think oh that is A.D. Johnson actually and Ben yeah. sounds a bit different actually on Telling the Bees it's, it's just something slightly different about his voice but A.D. Johnson just comes in it's great yeah, when I first heard of Reverend I thought he sounds a bit like A.D. Johnson they've got actually quite yeah. similar voices well and they were both in a band together obviously, yeah, yeah. Face. yeah that's right Yeah. but um, so what did we do well we, we um, asked them to um, come upstairs at the Three Wise Monkey to the green room, which I hadn't even know existed. There's more to Three Wise Monkeys than I thought there was. We invited them to come up to a room that we didn't know existed. Well, what happened was this. They were playing alongside other bands at Three Wise Monkeys, and we needed to interview them. Yeah, and they actually lured us, though, didn't they? They lured we us. We were like, oh, where are we going to do it? And they said, oh, we know somewhere. I'd never even come, noticed Come up door. to our little tower. Yeah, I know. It was like a tower. I'm not even convinced that if we went back there that there is the door there. There's there a little, little room up there with a little table. Nothing, yeah. no, no um, riders or anything. I was expecting to find like stuff up there. It was just a sort of slightly lit room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we sat them down and we prodded and poked them with questions. And to be honest, I feel like we could probably interview them both separately, actually. Again. Because there's so much stuff to talk about, I think about their own music not well, just Pissabed but you know all the Rev stuff yeah about I mean, Ben stuff yeah there's tons of it and when we saw them play they were a three piece yeah. with their drummer Nick Doldry they sounded fantastic I mean it's a lot of noise for a three piece and the guitar is really leery 
But the bass is pretty hilarious. Yeah, well. Ben on bass from the distorted bass. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He looked like he was enjoying that. I've yeah, never seen Ben did, play yeah. bass before. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was a nice little interview, and we're going to hear all about the stuff. Yeah, we're going to hear the about stuff. It. Yeah. all the stuff, not just part of the stuff. Everything we ask them, but I'm yeah. sure when you hear this, you're going to think, "What about you know the rising yeah. cost of footwear?" Yeah, you're going to have to wait. By the time this is out, the album will be out. Yes. It would have been out for about two weeks. So get your hands on it. It's just called Pissbed Profit debut album. Yeah. I would describe them as being quite sort of childish, creative, ambitious, but highly skilled in the way in which they think about these things. It's not, oh, yeah. as Matt says, it's not, you can't just be chaos. Nothing works like that. Chaos no. has to have, you know, the hand behind it. No, it's almost like it. they're following their own muses. Like they're yeah. like bouncing off each other. And yeah. Like grabbing bits that they're seeing, mm. I'll go with that, and then like yeah. the next one see goes. Where it goes. Yeah, so it's it's very. It's it, exciting, isn't it? it is to exciting. see people who just do what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They're not fulfilling a role; they just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's proper, well, it's proper art, really, isn't it? It is, it is proper yeah. art because yeah. you you don't you know all the best musicians are making music for themselves, not for what of people course. want. Of course, yeah. And this yeah, is what they, they do. You know. You know it's a bonus that other people like it. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah. doing what they want to create a, an art. Let's have a listen to these two um, reprobates. Okay, right, I've got Piss of Air Profit with me, or two of them. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hello, and hi, Matt. Hello. And we're missing your drummer. Nick. Nick, yeah, yes. Yeah, Nick. Nick is a friend for, has been a friend of mine for a very long time he's a drummer in Pittsburgh Profit and also the drummer an original drummer in Dingus Khan superb not here at the moment but you are the creative hub I believe according to your Spotify yes of course we're the creative <laughs> hub yes although he, he he's not on the album but has joined since we finished recording and he is a creative nub if not the creative hub. <laughs> and is your son still involved with the drumming or at all? Yeah, yeah, but um, it's over 18, so only here. <laughs> right, yeah. He's a bit put out that he can't can't play, but um, no, he's definitely going to play with us because you heard our first ever gig where was, we had to find a yeah. drummer within two weeks. Was that the Baths? That was the Baths. Yeah. And so we found a drummer that I had procreated <laughs> <laughs> in advance and um, prepared well i have to i mean ben suggested it not the procreation bit yeah. but um ben suggested jim could do it because he helped me to write some of the songs yeah. jim and um it was actually great great fun yeah and at the age of 12 the end of that gig people going jimmy jimmy it was really funny. <laughs> i was like don't let your head get Super. too big but yeah enjoy it good lad so. okay well tell us tell us about how you came together as a band then have you known each other a long time or? well um Matt, Matt's band Fuzzface was one of the first bands I saw play in Colchester not one not the one of the first bands I saw play but one of the first bands I saw that was really good and made me think wow like there are levels to yeah. this you, you can you can be really good at playing music and then Matt invited me to support him at what I think is one of the best gigs I've ever been to at the Culture Arts Centre. To what album was it you were playing? It was supposed to be the Big C album launch, but the COVID pandemic put it off by two years. So first of February last year, yeah. And that's uh, when you met, or well, yeah, well, we'd kind of <clears throat> like we'd see each other at gigs. I'd go to Dingus Khan gigs, and you'd always be very sort of friendly to me. But I, I loved. Dingus Khan and I left Colchester to go and train to be a priest 
in 2012 and my mates that stayed said oh there's this band that you would love and the bloke that sings in it has got a very similar energy to you they put it that way uh, uh, ben is the superior musician in my view no no i mean it but but so he i can i was really honored when you said you played support and you loved the gig evidently yeah. and then um there was a ukraine benefit concert and we were like sure he both dress up as vicars and play some songs so we played three songs two of which i wrote and we only ever played them then and then we've just sort of discarded them and then we started writing well no and then and then we played three songs and then we were invited to play again at the same gig because we were so dazzling oh yeah that's true that's true and then and then but really (laughs) i i was off well, I wasn't off work. I was on treatment for cancer yeah. all of last year and trying not to, trying to keep my head above water. Mm. And, um, yeah, Ben turned up at the right time. And so you would come round once a week and we would just, there was no idea of what we were going to end up with. We just wow. did stuff. And that's what this album came from. Mm. And it's just, I'll always love this record because it just reminds me of that time and it's just... We were just sort of egging each other on because like he's a melodic sort of genius and I tried to be very melodic and we were just like high-fiving and like, it sounds awfully self-indulgent, but in the studio it was just layer upon layer of, of joy and energy and I couldn't control when I had energy last year, but I could keep energy for long enough to do like a take. And when Ben came round, I'd find more energy. The day after, I'd have a long s- sleep. But it was good, because I, it wasn't... Last year was not no, great. No. And um, it okay. really kept my head above water. It really did, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. <laughs> we are touching each other. Yeah, we are touching right now. <laughs> so the album's due out in May, and uh, you describe it as melodic chaos. Is it possible that songs can be melodic and chaotic at the same time? And how does the design process come in? Does it interfere with that chaos? Or oh, well, the design of, like the design of the music overall? or the, Well, the, I, the sort of, yeah, the sort of workmanship side where, to make the song work. Does that interfere with the chaos? Not really. So, can I answer this one, yeah. Ben? If you want to hear a band that is chaotic and melodic, you need to listen to Dingus Khan. And there's other bands over the years, like the Butthole Surfers, actually, that... Um, the, the the chaos doesn't mean anarchy, but it means energy and uh, and exuberance. The way we wrote that particular album, with one exception, I kind of had some basic ideas. I was writing a kind of rev album. Um, that was the initial plan. And then when we started working together, it was like, this has taken off into its own uh, beast. And so um, there is chaos in there because there was chaos in our in our lives but melody wins and one of the things i love about music and obviously i'm a a priest i think it's quite a good analogy music is a good analogy for the way i see life as a whole there's light there's dark there's energy there's lack of energy things happen all the time we can't control but music takes all those things up and by taking it up, you're, make, you're living with it, making sense of it. And there is chaos in life, and you can either be terrified of it, or you can Im, Im, embrace it. So it's, I, it's not like chaos as in unlistenable, 
But although if you'd been in the studio when there was much touching and hugging, yeah. not petting, but hugging, uh, <laughs> as the yeah the melody sort of just so we the rule was we would try like anything out, and some of the songs have got like you know eight ten layers of harmony vocals on it. When you asked the question, what an image popped into my head of Matt and I chasing with butterfly nets butterflies and if you're trying to get filling our nets with these butterflies which right. are the, the melody or something like that right. and then we might start to see another even more dazzling butterfly and as we swoop to get it butterflies are leaving the net the uh, the right. the net and we're trying to swoop so we're like that's how it, that's like the, the that's how i kind of see the melodic chaos or whatever you said beautiful chaos or whatever it is and has it come together well obviously because you're from a very established band dingus khan has it sort of worked out well the sort of well, joining of the two writers it's been like eff- absolutely effortless. I think when meeting Matt, it's been um, got, um, you have lots of relationships in your life with friends and stuff like that. But there's something about Matt's musicality and just like at him personally that there's not um, there's not a barrier to overcome. Or at least if there was, it it was it happened within a, a minute, let's right. say. And it's yeah. so just being the throwing stuff and the um, the approach of kind of being on one hand completely like ridiculous and vulnerably like throwing ideas out there but on on the other hand approaching it with absolute like the seriousness that like good music that requires to like so we've we've been really like on one hand like completely mental and silly and the other hand really quite like strict and like it might sound yeah like the vocal parts and stuff like that we wanted to get them completely right so we have got them completely right even though if you were to write out the music it's like this is mad so (laughs) if that makes sense that makes sense I remember you saying to me once the reason why you go between different things that you're doing your different projects Mm. because at the moment you're Pissabed Prophet uh, you're Ben Brown obviously you're uh, Anna's Bones Dingus Khan is it you say that you're easily distracted basically is that um, I mean is that why you're in four things because you just flip between um, don't think. Don't think they're so. I guess in a way, I guess like it's kind of. Um, I'm always wanting to learn and um, be excited by projects and be, yeah, an opportunity to learn, like enrich my understanding. So, uh, having the chance to like work with an opportunity arose where I got to work with someone who is just, I've in a, not in a selfish way but I've, I've been able to learn so much and 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 reaffirm beliefs that I already had about music so I guess it's just taking opportunities if you stay in one place then you don't learn uh, like you don't learn so it's just taking opportunities as they as they present themselves and I think that's good outside of music as well just right. life in general if something comes and you're able to take the opportunity yeah. without hurting anyone or yeah. making someone upset then you should just do as much as you can because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring yeah i guess um question for you then um matt which is you're an ordained vicar is that correct is that the correct term yeah i'm a i'm a priest yeah yeah you're a priest sorry no that's fine is it the same thing no no so a vicar is like a specific role but in this country we call everybody a a vicar okay you can call me a vicar but i i know that your your listeners like pedantry so i am i am (laughs) a a priest (laughs) in the church of england yes okay so does uh, your faith enter the writing i know you mentioned earlier about your sort of view of the world does it enter your writing in any specific way lyrically or musically yeah so i kind of reject the notion that we have a lot in this country in christians as well as non-christians that faith is just about sort of intellectual consent so faith is about every aspect of you and your life 
and I believe in creation and recreation <clears throat> and so everything I do musically I hope is like an expression of my no. faith I'm not trying to convert anybody I'm just trying to be who I am and and Ben doesn't sh share my faith but it's no barrier to us enjoying creating together and obviously I believe that there's something deep in our humanity that, that I believe is you know God given mm -hmm. and others would just say well it's just there um, and the joy of of human experience and the tragedy of human experience is what I want to write about because mm -hmm. you'll have joy and tragedy in your life whether you like it or not and music and I think faith can gather those things up not so that you have answers or that life is right. easy but um, so that you can sort of have hope and try and make some sort of sense of what befalls you and obviously you know it's amusing that this has sort of happened at a time when you know things have been difficult with my my health but you know I've passed on to my kids a love of music I don't know if I've passed on my faith. I'd love to right. pass on my faith, but that's right. totally up to them. But I firmly believe that if I pass on to them a love of good music, that's like a gateway to all good things in life and hopefully maybe of faith as well, if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, it totally makes sense. It's a much broader image of faith than most people would think. Last of all, then, word disassociation. Uh, what we're going to do is this. We're going to jump between the two of you. I'm going oh, no, to no. give you a word. All you've got to do is give and me the it, word that it, has least to do with it. Uh, least to do with <laughs> it. Least to do with I it. I can't be... Well, hang on, what? So, you, so you say a word, yeah. and then Ben says something, and then you say something, and then I say something. Yeah, I'll, or I'll we just have... you each a different word. Don't worry. Okay. Okay, uh, you ready? So, the, the least... If anything comes out of my mouth that is not That's right, right, then I'm sorry for that. This is right. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't want any association here, Ben, please. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. It yes. has to be... I need to just, but I'm trying to think, I'm always thinking, I'm thinking of Wellington Boat now, but that's oh, not... come on, this is made It could be a good one. Okay. This is made for you. Here we go. So, um... The opposite, though, Well, the least associated. Here we go. Cranberry. Cole. Babington. Rollocks. Somalia. Ethical. Hydrogen. Oh! I just want to say bomb, but that's awful, isn't it? I want to say bomb. Um, retro patella chunk. Okay. Hexagon. <laughs> Square. No. Uh, napkin. Dingus Khan. Obelisk. Crow. And Jeremy. Church. Well done. Thank you very much, guys. It's wonderful to be up in the green room with you at Three Wise Monkeys. Have a great gig. This is Piss About Profit with a song off their debut album, and this is called No Gap. Gently lead me to my face. Love me, 
Charlie Law. Charlie Law. Charlie Law. Yeah, Charlie you know, Law. You know, um, so is it um, Islam? Sharia Law. Yeah. You've heard of Sharia Law? This Sharia. Is Char- Sharia Law. Sharia. You've heard of Sharia Law? Yeah. This is I've Charlie heard of the Corn Law. Laws. <laughs> Charlie Law is, um, of course, Charlie's Angels. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bodley. Where he he lays down Charlie's Law. Well, this is the problem with Char- Charlie's name, is it's actually Charlie Law. Yeah. C- could we change your name? What's to Charlie? Charlie's Law? Charlie's Law would be great. It could be a stage name, couldn't it? Wade up, this is Charlie's Law. <laughs> and then people start dancing in sort of 80s style. Yeah. Um, what do we know about Charlie Law? Well, he is also known as Misery Guts. Yes. That's Guts with a Z, kids. Yeah. 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 So it's G-U-T-Z. Twist. Just a little twist. He yeah. um, writes songs. He's got yes. a new single out called Grow Some Herbs. Yeah. Which was on BBC Introducing. Yeah. Grow uh, Some of the Herb. Like, is he talking about oregano there? I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is he used a Rizzler packet. When, it, when he actually performed it, he stuck a Rizzler packet down on his uh, fretboard. Maybe he's trying to tell us something about that growing of the herbs. Yeah. Yeah. I know what herb he means. You know, uh, anyone who's listening from the show um, in Chelmsford, probably, mm. probably not many people they but we used to be a um, rehearsal studio over near Chelmsford called uh, Temple Farm Studios mm. and there was a guy uh, Lowell unfortunately has passed away recently it was the guy whose studio it was but he used to have a, someone called with him called Rizzler Rizzler he's <laughs> <laughs> called Rizzler because apparently if he didn't smoke the herb then he would go and fight policemen oh my god yeah people were <laughs> pushing the stuff at him come on <laughs> Go calm and down, calm down, smoke this. Yeah. yeah. Go and have a toke on this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The police were actively encouraging him to smoke. He was like, yeah, so oh, it was God. like the opposite of Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Popeye, they, t- they, t- they take his green stuff away. Yeah. And suddenly these big muscles come up on him and he goes, <laughs> and starts fighting, fighting policemen. Oh my God. There's a little story for you. Anyway. So look, um, the Ipswich music scene. Yes. So uh, obviously, you know, the Ipswich music scene is something we've sort of been learning more and more about. There's yeah. quite a lot going up there. It's quite a diverse scene, really. And he supports uh, bands up there at Three Wise Monkeys. He does yeah. uh, acoustic sessions, does open mics. He performs himself as well, but he's very good at supporting um, up-and-coming talent. Which yeah. is fantastic. We've had a chance to go and speak to him at his Three Wise Monkeys event, hopefully get in there before the axe, yeah. and also see some new talent up there. I'm really interested, because we're going next week, obviously, and interested yeah. in seeing what the open mic acts are, because we know about bands and things, but we don't really know the individuals. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much talent there is there. 
Well, I think what happens is this. We have so much in Colchester, they go out to these places. They actually go up to Ipswich to play and stuff. Yeah. But we don't see many of those Ipswich people coming yeah, this way. I actually saw AD in an open mic upstairs in a pub in Ipswich years ago. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Amy Allard is a good example, actually, of someone who comes down from Ipswich to play in Colchester as well. Yeah, yeah. She loves it down here. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, without knowing really what we're getting into, um, Charlie Law had a good old chat with us. Yeah. Or is going to have a chat with us. Is going to have a chat with us. But he or, literally... or isn't, if this bit isn't included <laughs> in the show. That's true. Yeah, we don't know. So, basically, um, this is... Charlie Law, talking to both of us about music in Ipswich. This is Justin here from Little of Kings and Friends, with Peter and Charlie Law, songwriter, performer, wedding singer, promoter of music, purveyor of open mics and acoustic sessions. Good evening. Did I miss anything out? Uh, good evening. Yeah, well, this year I've, been, I've started being a community music leader as well, so leading music sessions with vulnerable groups. That's the main thing I'm doing now, yeah. Justin, tell us where we are. All oh, right, so we are downstairs in a little office, Three Ways Monkeys, in Ipswich, not Colchester, Ipswich. This is a new one for us, though. It's a new one yeah, for us. Yeah. So, shall we get back to, yeah, uh, let's back, get back yeah, to Charlie. Yeah, yeah. So, you've released a bunch of your own music, but what made you get into promotion? Well, I've always run open mic nights, uh, I've been running them for about five years. And so, the acoustic sessions that I put on at, at Three Ways is just really an offshoot from the open mic it just made sense there were so many amazing um artists what's Ipswich like for up and coming musicians there's a lot of support for them in Ipswich yeah it's actually really good and it wasn't when I was growing up when I was growing up it was a real dive and you felt really disconnected from the rest of the country and you felt like there was nothing going on none of the touring bands ever came here um one of the places that put on great music is um, uh, the guys at the Smokehouse. They're absolutely amazing. So they, they, did you ever hear of Ipswich Sound City? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now changed. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So now that's changed to Brighton the Corners. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's really amazing. They put on stuff in four or five different venues across the town and you're it's like a festival you're, you're you know you're you're there with your mates and you're like oh we've just seen this person now we need to run across yeah. to the other side of town to see this person you know and they've set up a couple of venues doing that as well which are are now running um as venues outside of the festival so that's um an amazing thing for the town you know with it's it's amazing to have the support of Three Wise Monkeys as well obviously in Colchester they've they've done such amazing things and they're um, doing it here, here as well in Ipswich they're kind of willing to just go you can just put on what you want and we'll support it and if people come that's amazing if people don't come um, it's not the end of the world it'll be better next time you know so yeah that's the ideal situation is when you have money to spare to be able to actually make a loss on some gigs because then you can actually take risks rather than just going for the obvious you know? yeah totally and and the thing is um you just never know how busy it's going to be it's 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 just um it's so random because for example, recently we had Ipswich Town um, getting promoted, so we had one really big weekend, and then 
right after that we had the coronation of the king so we had another big weekend so all the stuff i was doing in the middle of that which is in the first which was in the first week of the month so it was payday week so normally that week's really busy and we put all the events in there and people come out mm. but because of those two huge weekends those events that um on paper were going to be huge nights were maybe half as busy as we thought so you just can't call it and then sometimes you get things and you think oh gosh no one's going to come to this at all and then it turns out it's, it's absolutely rammed you just can't you just can't call it no, no. <laughs> you know especially when you're not telling selling tickets you just never know so of course 2019 was the uh, corona event how did it affect the Ipswich music scene is it has Ipswich and, and has it since come back bigger and stronger or are we we not back to where it was before yet i think after the pandemic we had a lot of a lot of young people who either came back because they couldn't afford to live anywhere so they moved back in with their parents or um they delayed going to university so suddenly we've got way more young people in ipswich than we've ever had before so it's a case of trying to bring them all together and try and create something cool so that they don't want to leave so that's that's what we're doing at the moment and it's it's brilliant it's it's i'm really buzzing from from the scene here at the moment so with this project you've done this year the britain peers arts that you're working with be working with children but also prisoners is that right yeah and how is it how is it different working with the two two groups uh, <laughs> and who would win in the fight? <laughs> well, um, certainly with kids, young kids, and with people in bars that are drunk, there's really not that much difference between the sets. <laughs> Less swearing, but the, you know the content is quite surprisingly similar. Um, prisoners, it was amazing. Uh, working there, I can't say too much about the no, project. No, yeah, yeah. Details, yeah, I just yeah, wondered, yeah. is it is it re- is it is it rewarding for you? Yeah. Oh, it's, it, well, it's amazing. So, so with that one, we we essentially went in and we wrote songs um, with the prisoners. You see, um, and then we recorded those songs, mm. uh, made it kind of a finished product that was theirs, and um, you know, it's it's. it's um, it's tough with 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 people who go to prison because they're just most of them are just normal people but they just made a mistake on one day of their lives which you know we've all we've all made mistakes so i really feel for them and um you know the project we're doing is kind of the bridge to coming back out into the community after being in prison for a long time so they do stuff you know they they work with um, there's a falconry there where they train birds of prey for movie sets there's, they learn to work in you know the skills to work in a cafe in a kitchen all, all these kind of things to, so that they're not just being chucked out into yeah. the into the world you know yeah. so yeah I, I loved that project yeah, yeah. So this is a bit of an off-the-wall question, um, but looking back on your photos on Facebook, you hardly appear to have aged in the last 10 years. Are you a vampire? <laughs> That's very kind. Can you start aging, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very kind. Um, I did grow my hair for quite a while. 
um, grew it down past my um, past my pecs, which was quite quite fun. And I did change a lot in appearance then. But as soon as I was thinking, oh, I'm getting old. But as soon as I cut my hair, you look younger or older when you cut your hair. Younger, I look yeah. young again now because it hides my forehead. My forehead's got all the age, I think. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you hide all your age under the forehead? Is that what it is? Yeah, that, yeah that, 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 that's right. Yeah, <laughs> all and gathered you, up. You know, you know, I've never really had like a like a proper job. I I I, I just jam around and play and have fun with music. So. I guess that keeps me young. It's yeah. Can I just ask about the BBC introducing? Are you really suggesting that everyone should go and buy, uh, um, grow themselves some herbs? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I did go into more detail in that in the BBC introducing episode, um, but they actually cut it out because because um, they I thought you were talking about to, drugs. Or? Yeah, they thought I was talking about drugs, which of course I wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, I. Uh, yeah, I maybe learned a valuable lesson that I shouldn't talk about drugs when I'm uh, on uh, BBC introducing or podcasts. So that's all I'm going to say. So, what's the uh, most unusual act you've had uh, turn up for an open mic? Oh wow, good question. Good question. Well, well, I can't say that either. We had a. Uh, we had a mm, and the gang tribute act oh okay yeah turn up recently so he was talking about or oh, what can I actually say from his set without swearing um definitely can't say that um no I can't think what, well it was it was a lot basically it was right. a lot we have some really out there out there acts I mean um Anthony uh, he's a friend of mine he's here tonight and um uh, you know he does really free jazz you know really free out there jazz and he plays every week and it's just that part of the open mic where we're just going to go right it's time for something completely out there you know? yeah. <laughs> but the more great. he does it the more normal it becomes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think so we have normalised it now yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. There's, a, there's an audience participation in, in the middle of his set that we were all sort of getting used to and right. slowly singing it louder and louder every week. So, Well, thanks very much, Charlie. Uh, you've got a new album coming out this year. Perhaps we'll catch up with you to talk to you about your music at some point. Thanks very much thanks for your time. Well, one minute, we've got some cat, oh, cat action. Cat action going on. Cat action. Um, the Studio Cat has just attacked a uh, Daddy Long Legs. I was calling him Studio Cat. It is Cracker, is the name of our. <laughs> yes, yeah, our Studio Cat. cat. But we like to call him the Studio Cat to make it sound as though we're actually in a studio, even yeah. though the sound would suggest otherwise. Hello. <laughs> so, actually, just to describe where we are, we're just in, a, in a, just in a lounge, aren't we? We are. We are in a lounge, but it's like a nice cottage lounge. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a it's not a standard lounge. house. It's not a standard lounge. No, it's not. No. Uh, anyway, back to what we were going to talk about, uh, which was Blue Feed. Blue Feed. Which yes. they were definitely blue. They were. <laughs> not not they were blue. blue, just blue. Yeah. Just blue. Yeah. And so what I did was this. I said, where do you want to meet up, Blue Feed? And they said, the Smokehouse. And I thought, well, the Smokehouse is a rehearsal room. Um, there was a band rehearsing and we went there. But we didn't go inside. We just went just by the Smokehouse. But it was a nice contained area. And I tell you what the best smell ever because it's around the back of um, an Indian restaurant 
Bangladeshi restaurant. Sorry. Yeah. Gorgeous smell. So we're having this interview and this is wafts of just curry coming out. It was so nice. Um, Blue Feed are a three-piece. They're yes. a sort of indie rock three-piece who um, come from Ipswich yeah. um, with Noah on uh, guitar yeah. and vocals. And then you've got M on drums. Tell you what, she's a good drummer because we've seen her yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Three Wise Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got on um, bass guitar Gracie. Gracie wasn't in the band originally. There was actually a boy in the band who they didn't mention the name of. <laughs> they managed to avoid that. But she she slipped in and um, she is now like uh, He wasn't like sort of Voldemort or something like that. You know, you, they can't mention his name because some he, he past, past evil. He couldn't look further from Voldemort in the photograph, to oh, be okay. honest. But, yeah. um, you know, Gracie slipped in there and now they are a lovely three-piece. And, um, yeah, it was quite a cold night though when I interviewed them. We stood there. Noah was in a, was in a, a shirt rolled up to sleep and I felt you know because they're about 20 years old I was I said to him are you cold <laughs> sure you're not too cold he went I am a bit so uh, we Christ. sort of first heard from Blue Feed because they won the Berry Sounds they won Berry Sound 2023 back in um, March this year yeah and you commented I saw on the uh, Berry Sounds page what a great set of prizes amazing yeah I, th- I mean you I was scrolling down thinking right the, you know so th- this you know a bit of studio time and um, they've got some gigs but it just kept going and going it was all this promotional stuff yeah. you know as well the merch that goes yeah. with it yeah. uh, opportunity it was really amazing the prizes yeah. were brilliant and uh, as Noah points out you know that money's one thing but actually opportunities that's harder to buy you know, yeah, it's harder to get in your foot in the door yeah, than yeah. it is to win, you know, a thousand pounds or something. Yeah. Well, if you won a thousand pounds, you might end up spending it on getting your foot in the door. Yeah. Or yeah, basically. just pushing it away. So hopefully this year we'll see them using up those opportunities in positive ways to so they can up their listenership, yeah. get some more singles out there. Yeah. We're interested to see what comes out of it. Yeah. Thought I'd ask the tricky question, which was, why do you think you've won? <laughs> because I thought, I've got to ask that question because it's provocative, which is, it's slightly embarrassing to explain that. But they do actually tell us why, oh, they, they, thought, why they thought they won, you know. Which is, you know, um, to be honest, you've got to push yourself. You? You've got to be honest about what, what you think about yourself and what other people do. But they were well rehearsed for the gig and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I think we had a conversation about it before the final um, yes we weren't sure what sort of how they would judge how? it is it a judgement of purely on the judges thinking which best the best songs best performance mm. and hopefully soon we'll be catching up with uh, Seymour Quigley yes of, we will be of Washing Machine fame of yep. Barry Sounds fame and we, can, we can ask yep. him those questions ask him those questions yeah. but, but Blue Feed won and, yep, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, you caught up with them I caught up with them on a slightly cold <laughs> um, afternoon, sorry, evening in uh, yeah early May. And uh, it was really nice, really nice to catch up with them. Delightful trio they are. And yeah. they were so willing to stand out in the cold and talk about it all. Um, so, yeah. And of course, we saw them uh, a few weeks uh, back. Uh, which gig was that? Was that the same gig with uh, Pizzabird? I believe it was. It was yeah. at Three Wise Monkeys. It was the yeah. first gig they've played at Three Wise Monkeys. Yeah, so they, they were on first. Well, no, they were on second. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Noah obviously sings, but backing vocals from... M. M. M, the drummer. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of... What's exciting is that they've really just started, haven't they? And I feel like they've had a few singles, you know, five or six singles now. Someone else's shoes, which we're going to play for you later. And... Um, 
it's like uh, they're sort of finding their sound actually they're not quite sure they, they know what unites them but they haven't really found that kind of core way of doing things yet they're still sort of coming together so it'd be interesting to follow them this year this is what yeah. I like about these new bands you want to see what's going to happen next you know not the tired clapped out old bands what's that oh no I don't know what a single is and don't want to use so the recording that I've heard you've put on our June playlist Someone Else's Shoes Someone Else's Shoes that's actually one we'll be playing in the show we will is that a, a Grace playing bass on that or is that the previous bass player on there no that's Grace yeah playing uh, on that one crazy. she's, she's she, on the, the, the she's a good one. bass player she is a good bass player yeah yeah it sort of follows the guitar line a little bit yeah. but does its own thing as well well, I really like it and what we like about three people as a bass player but also on a three piece of course you can hear the bass yes that's what I like about three pieces you can hear the bass that's what we love we hear the bass yeah yeah so anyway let's see what you said to them and what they say car park out on it switch oh yeah come on yep do it, Blue Feed. Do say it, it. Pia. Say it. Say, say the it. things. Ask the questions. Don't put that mark so near my face. Shut up. Yeah. Get on with it. It's all right, something I know. that kind of thing? Yeah, it's something, yeah. You've been accused of that once before. Yeah, remove that stick. I can't. You're going to have to lean back slightly. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right, I'm here with Blue Feed, and we're outside the smokehouse in Ipswich. Is that right, Noah? That is very correct, yes. Noah, I've put your name on here, but it's actually come out as the word nothing. Nothing. Now, I don't know if this is a bit worrying or oh, not. wow, that's kind of a hint. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Noah here on guitar and vocals, and then I've got M on drums. Hello. And then we've got Gracie on bass guitar. Hello. Fantastic. Shall we start with a difficult question? Oh, God. Band name. One word. Tell me about your band name. Noah? In one word? No. Oh, it's one word, blue. Feet, oh, it? Yes, it is. It is. Just because we're quirky. Um, no. Well, the name used to be Blue Feel, and then um, we had another band with the same name ask us to change it because oh. so so we did, but we were too attached to the idea of the name, so we just changed it by one letter. This is a band from somewhere else in England, or no, from America. And they asked you to well, change they, it. They hint. They <laughs> they hinted that we should. <laughs> <laughs> And are they a sort of small band? Is this a big band or...? Medium. Medium-sized. Medium. <laughs> so, Bluefeed, does it mean anything to you or Gracie? Oh, I, I wasn't even in the band when the name yes, got created. I'm the newbie, so, um, so really it doesn't really mean much to me apart from... Well, no, the, the people in the band and the band itself mm. means so much. But the actual word is yeah okay just just blue feed isn't it <laughs> okay original lineup tell me about the original lineup because i noticed on spotify there's someone else in there yeah. playing bass yeah that was the old bassist um yeah i kind of met him at high school and then went to met noah at college and then we just kind of split up from there but then we met gracie and everything's great now <laughs> Everything's great with Gracie. Yeah, everything's great with Gracie. Because there's a nice picture of you sort of skipping through the, a field or something on, on Spotify with your old bass player. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, that was good times. Good that field was a great field. It was a good field. That was like a four out of ten. <laughs> I'd look on your Spotify. You've got uh, a playlist on there, which is mainly 60s stuff. Is yeah. that, yeah, I mean, almost entirely 60s. Tell me about that. That's just what we, what we binge listen to. Kind of a mix of 2000s indie and 60s rock. Mm. But given your age, that's really old music now. No, we're all born in the sixties. <laughs> we do. We just look really good. We've got like good skincare routines. Sun cream. Sun cream. Yeah. yeah. So what, and, and the band. What about other bands you're into? Are they sort of sixties related bands? Yes, very. Like we listen to obviously the Beatles. We we all love uh, the Kinks, Cream. Um, yeah, all all. Yeah, 60s rock, and again, also 2000s indie, but yeah, mm. we, we are a bit obsessed. <laughs> right, is there a sort of link between those 2000 indies and the 60s stuff? Um, sort of linked in any way. Yeah, 
I feel like well a lot of 2000s indies also inspired by 60s rock and stuff like that but they kind of take their own spin on it um, and I think we kind of do the same which is nice to what extent do you follow your instincts when you're writing who's the writer oh okay Noah this is easy then so it's you okay. um, obviously when you're writing a song instinctively you might think oh that, mm, that sounds good yeah where does the craft come in for you or is it all purely instinctive um, I say most of the actual difficult stuff comes when we all do it together because I just go off entirely just off my own ideas and what I'm you know thinking or anything at that time and then when we actually bring it kind of to the band room and we and then we have to actually go like okay let's cut down the bits we don't need let's make it actually sound good so who's doing the craft then is it one of you two <laughs> yeah go on yeah it's a probably it's probably all of us Noah kind of comes to us and he's like oh I got this really cool song and then like mm. M comes up with her like drum parts and is like oh I've got this really cool idea or this could sound cool mm. and then like I don't know we all kind of bounce off each other's ideas and stuff obviously Noah has a foundation but um, I feel like we add our own little parts and then like we'll think of something and then the other person will be like oh that was really cool you could add that as well and then like right goes, so although uh, Noah's coming up with the original ideas um um you're sort of chipping in here and there yeah well Noah with his songs he always has like a, a very strong idea of what he likes um, but we, we are very accepting of that and we I, I love all of his ideas another word accepting yeah, <laughs> yeah except no I'm joking we do love them <laughs> right. um, so look Berry Sound tell me about Berry Sound really great I mean when I was reading the list of prizes I couldn't believe what you'd won mm. Yeah, it was quite mental reading because when we read through it, and it, well, I didn't, I didn't before the final, I didn't read the list mm. because I was like, if I see the prizes, I'm going to get attached to the idea of winning. Well, so I was winning. like, I won't look at them. And then after we actually won, I went back and looked at the list. And I was like, bloody hell, that's a lot. <laughs> it's very good, and it's obviously pushed you on because you've got some gigs lined up and studio time. It's all the kind of perfect things that you could want. Like it's a lot. It's more than just winning like cash prize or something. It's yeah. like actual opportunities you're winning. Absolutely, yeah. So tr a trickier question question for you now why do you think you won oh god <laughs> I know it's embarrassing this question but um I think I mean to be fair we weren't expecting that like it was that we were going to win but then also we knew that we'd done enough hard work and I know that we've put in in an everything we can put in so I think we did deserve the win and did you play near the end of the night Gracie or we played second so oh, we actually right. played quite early on which was kind of nerve-wracking because you, ne you never know how it's going to play out and what audience is going to be there and stuff like that um, but no it was really good that we played early on because then we got to watch all the other bands and kind of enjoy it without having like the nerves of playing on that stage <laughs> so finding your style are you finding your style each time you write a song are you finding you're sort of getting nearer to something you want Yes, mm. I do think that. Like your singles are a bit different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think especially. Oh my god, our stickers up there. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, sorry. Blue feed sticker on the wall. I know. I didn't know that was there. <laughs> so I think every time we write something new, we're always kind of getting closer to the vision of what we want to be. And same thing with releases and stuff. Like each time we're kind of getting closer to what we want our Spotify to be like right. and yet it's still every single thing always gets ties back into what we've always done like we do actually have very specific things that are always in our songs no matter how different we try and be right. with it uh, ultimately you're stuck I mean you yourself aren't you it's hard yeah. to get away from that Gracie are you a stats person do you look at the stats on Spotify do you worry about numbers no not really <laughs> No, I I, I don't I don't really look like we'll get into fan practice and then we'll be like oh guys we like hit two hundred like monthly yeah. listeners or something and then we're like oh that's so cool and then like we just carry on you know <laughs> it, it, it's it's all good but like yeah it, it's more fun like speaking to people and like actually hearing what they think instead right. of just 
seeing the numbers, you know, yeah. So, I mean, Em, do you think um, the sort of stats has one side of it, but actually it's playing live and getting a reaction, that's where it's really at? Well, yeah, like... It sounds like I fed you the answer there, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, ignored. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I do, I do look at the stats a lot as well mm. because all of our, like, listeners and all of our followers are not from, like our friends and stuff right, it's just people right. that have come in new listen to our music at gigs and gone we like them mm. follow and we check them out mm. so I'm quite proud of, of how, how we're at now what's next Noah what's coming up so we have got our two recording days of Punch which punch, right okay and we've got some new tunes which are just written which we're like yeah that's pretty good you've been spurred on to write now I guess because you've got a reason to yeah I mean more of a reason yeah I mean to be fair we were already starting to write these songs kind of for next summer of gigs we were like oh this is going to be like our summer of gigs and we've got like these new songs and stuff and now that we've got the two days to record at Punch we've got the opportunity to record a few of them so there's definitely going to be more singles and more songs being written for our live gigs and there's going to be really cool gigs going on well thank you so much Em thank you and Gracie and thank you and Noah thank you very much thank you very much (laughs) So, let's listen to Bluefeed single, Someone Else's Shoes.
was a good little show, wasn't it? That was a nice little show. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I'm coming to like Ipswich more and more. It's becoming a more and more interesting place because we are surrounded by good stuff here. But Ipswich, you rack. Blue Feed. Yep, some nice young up-and-comers. Yeah. And then the season performers, two clashing heavyweights, Ben Brown and Reverend, uh, Rev Simpkins. Yeah, but they're not afraid to share a stage, as we've already they're seen. They're not, no. But yeah, you've got the um, you know the old school and the new school there, and you've got Charlie Law right in the middle yep. there. Yeah, bringing all the new talent out. Bringing all the new talent in. It's all yeah. happening. It is. Yeah. So, Ipswich, you have made us feel invited, and we are very proud of everything you're doing. It's fantastic. Keep it up. We love Keep it. Up the good work. So our next show is going Yay. to be a review show. We Yay. have our show coming up in early June yep. at the Queen Street Brew House in Ooh. Colchester, and we've got four lovely acts. We've got lovely. Lauren Lauren Dobinson there, yep. Gavin Bowen, yeah, uh, Will Gino, and his father Paul, yes, on the old saxophone there, and Grace Wells will be playing as well. I was listening to the playlist you've done for June, and mm. I really, really like Grace Wells. I really like the mm. so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, she has something, uh, some new songs. Out very soon actually yeah and of um, course Gavin we've known for a long time we have good old Gavin Bowen Americana yeah. folk troubadour of yeah. the Essex variety great voice great voice let's just have he's up for that with his fingers those fingers of steel leaping all over the place yeah. and uh, you know hopefully not too close but on the guitar mainly <laughs> yes yes uh, his uncontrollable fingers <laughs> you make him sound like well, I don't know what you're making. Predatory. Sense. Predatory. Yes. That, yes, exactly. Well, he was. I just didn't tell you about the last time. <laughs> <laughs> His uncontrollable fingers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, we've got a great lineup uh, for uh, our June events. So, hopefully, see people down there. And, of course, we will review that. We will grab them, stuff that microphone somewhere where it shouldn't be put, and just hope we get some answers. Well, I think that's about wraps it up. We haven't had a funny section, though. We've not been very funny today. No, we've not been very funny, but um, I will prepare something maybe for next time. Like, I'll wear something funny. I'm not sure how that comes across in a podcast. No. Well, we, I, I mean, could, you could just point out I that. I could get the spider red insects bit that I didn't include in the last show and put, put that in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird when you're recording something and... F- You've got something in reserve which you haven't used, and then you laugh about it, but no one actually knows what you're talking about. It's yeah. just a private joke. The in- insects and spiders part. Precisely. We could use that, the insects and spiders part, yeah. Of course, we don't, but we mention it now. People yeah. will be crying out for it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Matt, Matt, I think Matt will be crying out for it. Yeah, we should at least drop his name in once. Yes, well, well, actually, Matt, we messaged you tonight. We were going to try to get hold of you and, and give you a phone call and grill you. Oh. Yeah, we were. That's true. We did get hold of you. So we, you missed out. We couldn't get hold of you. Maybe I should delete that message, actually, now. Oh, God, this is way too personal, though. No, but, well, yeah, he took it personally when you said he was giggling. <laughs> he he took that personal. He did. Well, but then he laughed about it. He so did. He yeah. kind of, you know, he giggled. Or giggled. He giggled about it. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe men and giggling doesn't quite work. No. Same thing. Yeah, that's right. Such yeah. a giggling. He, he laughed in a manly way. Yeah. <laughs> Let me slap you on the back there, boy. Yes, very funny, very amusing. But he only talks like that when he's talking about laughter. Then he suddenly will lose it. Yeah. Like that, you know, it's a strange, yeah. strange yeah. chap. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to put this podcast together for you, Matt. And uh, we hope you. <laughs> 
<laughs> we hope it made you giggle. Oh, and uh, sorry, it's not just Matt now, is it? It's um, Leslie as well. Leslie Watson. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> Leslie Watson as well, yeah. Thank you, Matt and Leslie. Yes, thank you. Right, we'll see you again soon, kids. Children, wake yeah, up. Can you not do that? <laughs> Litter of kings and friends talking bullshit again. Last time we talked about spiders and human flesh. Yeah, I never put that bit in the show, though.